Hello, Rip City. To all of you ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, whether you're in town or out of town or in any corner of these worldwide interrupts, welcome to the Podland Trailcast, and thank you for tuning in. The voice you are currently hearing is none other than the not-so-vanilla Hood River Gorilla myself. That would make me, Keith Feltner-Smith. And to be honest, this is probably all you're really going to hear from me until the very end of the episode today. That's because we have two of our guys from Discord, Mac Deuce and Deepak, taking over a hostile takeover of the Trailcasters today. Chris and I have each had a very busy, very hectic start to our off-seasons to our summers, including a new job for myself that has been kicking my ass, but you will hear more about that on a future episode, I'm sure. Our guys, Mac and Pock, though, or Mac and Pack, or Mock and Pock, I'm not really sure which one we're going to go with, they came to me a while ago saying that they wanted to record their own podcast about the draft, about the lottery, about all the kind of off-season possibilities, and now with Chris and I kind of out of commission, it seemed like a perfect time to bring that in. So, with no further ado... We bring you the Trailcasters pre-draft lottery special, the hostile takeover from Mac and Pock, Mock and Pock. We're going to go with Mock and Pock. Here to discuss some trade theoreticals and lottery possibilities. Let's get into it. All right. Good? We are good. Okay. One, two, three. Hello, everybody. Not the normal guys you'd expect on the Trailcasters. This is your friend Mac Deuce, aka B Mac. Uh, and on the other side, we have Deepak. Hey, Deepak. Hi, Mac. Yeah, so we uh, were doing a little hostile takeover of the Trailcasters here, talking trades, roster construction, and uh, there'll be a fair amount of draft talk. Just some table setting with some expectations of like where this roster can go. So it's it's sort of an extension of a lot of what's happened on our Trailcasters Discord, uh, link in the bio. You're welcome, Keith. Hey! Uh, and, um, and on Twitter. So just all the various trade, um, you know, variations. Uh, we just wanted to put a little bit more thought, a little more structure to it, to, to really just kind of walk down and say, what would this look like? Um, with some, you know, just make it a little bit more tangible. Um, so the draft lottery is in a couple of weeks. Um, that would give us a little bit more clarity as we go into the draft on what, um, I guess, what options we, we have or we might have. Um, and, you know, like I said, we just want to kind of think about this ahead of time and we'll we'll kind of run through some different scenarios whether we get we just kind of arbitrarily chose if we get the one we get the three and we get seven um just kind of what are some different options um that would be plausible at those at those picks um so we try to make these as realistic as possible. We've been kind of going back and forth on Discord, floating our various ideas to each other. And when we say realistic, how we're defining that is, um, do we think the other team would say yes? You know, do we reasonably think they would say yes? Forget, you know, forget the idea of um, the Blazers. You know, we're just assuming, hey, we're Joe Cronin. Does the other team say yes to this? That's kind of the... The stance we took, you know, as well as like making sure it all works under, you know, the CBA and all that. So, um, Deepak, I want to shut up for a second and let you talk. As you've kind of walked through preparing for this and putting together some of uh, the different trades, 
what were what were your, some of your big takeaways from this exercise? One, the value of the where the lottery lands. Again, yeah. just to be clear, I'm a fan like most people who are going to be listening to this, right? So it's just like what I see based on what I hear around from other um, journalists or reporters around the places sure. and the targets which who we seem to be going after or who makes sense. And the main takeaway was like, our, unless we are willing to put Sharon up, which I'm guessing a large, large part of the fan base is against, including me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In that case, if we are taking Dame at his word, which seemed to be a good meal team, which is competitive. And I'm, I'm putting that down as like, you know, a legitimate top four team in the West or top three team in the West, which is, it seems fair. Yeah. If that's the case, based on what we're hearing about this draft, where the pick lands will decide what kind of targets we can go after. Sure. Or how much more assets we need to put on the table, like future picks, we can get away with, with or without it. Yeah, 100%. And we kind of wanted to, to go down a couple of different paths. Most of what we were targeting throughout this exercise was, all right, we're we're trying to build around Dame. And I think, I mean, there's obviously like variations within that. There is the, um, you know, hey, a, you know, really extreme Every, literally everything is on the table. We don't care about anything about the future or any other players. It's Dame and trying to build the best team and a championship team around Dame. So walking into it through that that extreme, and I have one or two ideas uh, that are that are in that vein. And then, you know, and then sort of picking it to the opposite, right? Which you know, no one wants to hear, but it's my favorite topic on the various. Um, you know, ideas of what does a Blazers team look like post Dame. Um, there's very little of that, so don't worry, everybody, especially you, Keith. But uh, you know, we just wanted to kind of walk down the avenues and say, okay, here, here's something, something tangible on what the roster could look like in that scenario. Um, you know, because obviously it's a very emotional thing, but just wanted to see, like, okay, here's, here's something that's very plausible that could happen. So we can just jump right in. Um, I think, why don't we start, um, you know, to me, I I found the hardest and maybe simplest uh, avenue was, what if we get pick one? (laughs) Right? What if, what if uh, the the, the ping ping pong ball gods are in our favor and they they give us that, uh, they give us Victor? What do we do? What do we do, Deepak? What's uh, what's number one on your agenda if we get that number one ball? I'm not giving up that <laughs> for anything other than Yanis. And even that is... Okay, we've talked about this previously, but, you know, there are a handful of players, I guess, you would even think about it for. And the only one I feel comfortable with is Yanis. That's like the beginning and the end of that list for me. And... Yeah. In in that case, just you know, I'm I'm guessing Dame would be okay with it from the comments he's made, and I'm guessing that would mean the only significant move we have then is and Anthony and the New York pick mm-hmm. tried to move to something 
if for example hypothetically like okay let's put this one scenario out there we have anthony and we can like swap make a one on one swap for og right that right. that seems like in the vicinity of fair considering mm-hmm. og has one year left on his contract even if he's valued higher than anthony around the league whatever yeah and we have the one uh the next pick which we could i hope use like package with nerk and go after this is my favorite i don't know if anyone else is as obsessed with okongo as i am mm. from the hawks i think he's great yeah. mostly because like a he can defend and this in what he does against yanis two when he came into the draft there's a lot of talk about his like skills from passing hand of dhs that kind of thing and i think it would be a great fit plus is someone who can probably grow with that little group again unless like box come up and say you know like yanis there's nothing else i'm even considering yeah no i mean that's i mean my my list is kind of similar to yours at least as the starting point um in you know hey we draft vic and then we trade simons um i really don't think we could trade him straight up i think it's possible that it could be simons plus the 23 goodbye on that yeah um you know it it has become very difficult for me to get a gauge on toronto and what <laughs> how they're willing to deal and i wonder how you know if firing nurse is you know they're saying we're going in this new direction and things sort of open up or change for them in that way we'll see you know i mean i mean all the all the rumors and everything about all their guys and then just nothing happening uh and then them really going the other way with trading for pertle you said yeah. well, what what are what are really your goals here you know toronto like what are you what are you trying to do <clears throat> you know were you just trying to put the put this out there that these guys are available with these you know astronomically high values and if you got that you would do it but otherwise you're just going to kind of roll with it I, you know who knows but you know let's just say we we kind of think it's very plausible at this point all things considered with a little time left on OG's contract that like a Simons plus you know one pick whether it's the 23rd pick or another one could get it done um you know so then that puts us at a sort of a core at that point of Dame Shaden you know I'd say Dame Shaden OG uh Grant Vic which I think on paper is interesting um uh you know obviously the the two large large variables there is how good how quick for Vic and what's Shaden's progression look like um, yeah you know for putting this all through the lens of goal is when you know build a contender around Dame, make Dame happy, and win a title with Dame. Do you think that core is at the level that you were saying like, hey, is that is that a three or a four seed in the West? Probably not. <laughs> But that's the Wemby scenario is only one where we can probably talk ourselves into the upside of it, right? Yeah. yeah. Because like you said, that has enough of a variable to give it a go, I feel. Right. Because it's entirely plausible that Wemby shows up in the first year he might not be like you know an all-star or whatever but if he can like anchor the defense and be a solid starter we have like bigger variables than almost any other team because we are going to be reliant on a second year wing guard what are you going to call Shaden mm-hmm. and 
the first off season is when most well rookies or like first contract guys seem to make the biggest jump i guess yeah we don't know if he's going to do it or not but this is betting basically on the upside right, right. and the perceived value of bmb that's it if again i completely agree that's counterintuitive to what i originally set out as the main goal but like a first pick and all bets are off yeah this is sort of the exception and i understand that i mean yeah i mean it's it is you know it's it's entirely possible that the way that everybody has kind of talked about wimby it's possible that he comes in and he has a duncan esque impact um year 1 right like the very is the expectation is so high right now yeah, can you sure. imagine if he's just good yeah. instead of being great right can you imagine if he only puts up like 18 and 10 <laughs> yeah uh, you know I mean, I th- I think that I mean, really, it's hard to measure that guy at this point. The sky's the limit. Um, yeah, but I also think, along the lines of what you're saying, I think it is possible. Yeah, he comes in and year one, it it is like fifteen and eight. It's possible. So just to flesh out this thought, right? Mm-hmm. On not a contender, like on a top, well, let's say third, fourth seed in the West, mm-hmm. on that kind of a team, what do you think Jeremy is? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of, uh, a lot of the, uh, the Trailcasters listeners are not going to be, uh, loving my takes, um, but, uh, nothing new there. It's fine. I'll take it. Um, I think Grant on... I mean, this one we might have more in common than you think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think Grant on a you know, a really good team. So as you're defining it, let's just say a, a, you know, top three team in the West. Well, let's forget the top, you know, top two seats are generally like normally really, really good. Let's just say top, like third seat or fourth seat. Okay, let's just go with the fourth seat. Um, I think that, I think that Jeremy on a team like that is, uh, is most likely, um, I think he tops out as a third best and he is likely the fourth. Um, right there with you. I, I put a little bit... I mean, of, yeah, I mean, I put a little bit of an asterisk on that. I think Jeremy showed flashes this year of being a, a solid three. I, I, I think, like, there was, there was definitely, hey, this guy could be a three, you know, maybe even there's a minute there where you could have talked me into him being a 2B. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, in a couple of those stretches where he was looking really good, where there was, like whether it was real or not, some a little <laughs> little glimpses of all-star-like conversation. Uh, yeah. You know, that was never going to happen, I, but... <laughs> uh, I think the shooting percentages say that might have been a little bit of a, you know... Sure, sure. Because he was shooting like 44, 45% right, in three. Right, he was insane. Again, yeah. this is not to say I love Jeremy. I think he's great on this team. I just don't think he's the second guy. Yeah. That's... That is kind of my point. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, if you're going to tell me he's going to shoot forty five percent for a season, my then his, sure things change. <laughs> but uh, I don't expect that. So yeah, I mean, I think I think yeah, realistically, he is somewhere between a three and a four, and I'm I'm leaning. I think that he can be if he can be up that you know high three level um, with some more consistency. Um, but I. Um, you know, I'll say this: I was underwhelmed by his defense a lot of the year. Yep. Uh, well, 
know, there was a lot of high expectations and also a relatively low bar <laughs> for Portland. Yeah, um, <laughs> true. And and I'll say like he didn't meet that bar for me. Um, you know, That's one. And the other part is like the inherent team building thing with the rebounding problem. Mm, like right. as a or who doesn't really rebound yeah, yeah. at a high rate, you probably need like a three. Well, Josh was great yeah. that way balancing yeah. it out. But yeah, again, this is not to say like I don't want Jeremy on the team. Obviously, like he's amazing, and I I'm probably slightly higher than you now that I'm hearing back <laughs> because like I think he can be a three. I I mean I just I do too I do too I mean I think that like how he finished the year and, and I mean maybe just throw everything out just because yeah of kind of how the season went and the progression that the team was on right exactly but how and, how he's looking I mean that like to me it's like that guy on a good team is is the fourth the fourth starter yeah on probably like a contender probably or you know three a three b but I set out as like okay let's say the fourth or third best team on the West mm-hmm. I think he can be like the third yeah. Uh, Assuming the second guy is yeah, yeah. really good, I guess. <laughs> That's the catch there. Yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't want to go down like a bash Jeremy roll or or, or rant. No. But like, <laughs> um, you know, I mean I I'm you know, see what the other moves are and how things play out, but I'm definitely nervous about the Blazers, you know, paying him thirty million a year and what that's gonna look like. I think that'll be fine. I mean thirty is what, like the with the new luxury tax, it comes up to one forty ish, one fifty ish anywhere, right? With the so that's like pretty much starter money plus five at that point. I think it's fine. We'll wrap up sort of the pick one scenarios with my uh, my crazy one. Uh, I kind of I haven't sent this one to you yet. I mean, it's a variation, um, but I think as I looked at it, I was saying, man, I this would be hard. I think for both sides to say no to. So here it is. All right. So the Blazers trade the first pick. They trade Simons and they trade Nurk for Embiid or Melton Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. for Maxi. Okay. Now it's getting interesting. Maxi was the one where I was staring at it. I was like, at first, I was like, the 76ers wouldn't. Uh, Okay. My problem with the whole thing is like, for us to get anything back of value with the first pick, you need to attach the uh, Anthony contract. Right. And just getting back one even really, really good player is not enough at that point, right? Not even the MVP. So you not kind of bad- the MVP, Deepak? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, hey, go on. I'm, yeah. But Maxi makes it interesting. But Again, I'm guessing that means three route maxi somewhere else. I, I think in this scenario you keep him. I mean he is the, I mean first guy off the bench? I I mean why not? <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean I, I think I mean I can't, I'm sorry, I can't do another maxi day back court. Yeah, I just I, can't. No, I, I mean it, I'm out. It would definitely be uh in that scenario. Yeah, I mean he's coming off the bench. He's a, he's a he's a super six man at that point. Um, he's the role that I think we we probably both think that Simon should be in. I do for sure. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've I kind of come around yeah. on that. Yeah. It's probably right now best suited for that. Yeah. But so but let me rephrase that. On this team at this point, <laughs> he's probably like. Don't you think he's good enough on, for example, the Raptors? 
to be a really good starting card. Like if, for example, he has someone like Scotty Barnes, who's doing a lot of little more of the playmaking, and he's the kind of like the off-on guard, can shoot, he light it up. It just doesn't make sense with Dame. Right, he's never going to be that with Dame, I don't think, because and what he's shown and yeah. what, what was my concern is like. So I, I go back to the Simons. Um, when Simon was kind of running the show, but CJ was around a little bit, there was that little inventory. Yeah. And when yeah. CJ kind of came back in, Simon's was doing his thing, and then he regressed in that just a little bit of time because he was just really being deferential to CJ. And, and I, I mean, I just looked at that, and I wasn't surprised. It was what I expected. But he was just a, yeah. such a different player, you know? And he was just, you know, I just, I was sort of attributing it to, like, big brother little brother thing like i don't know like you know hey big brother's back like it's it's his team kind of thing but then when when simons is out there and he's clearly like the lead guy he's an amazing completely different guy yeah i i i don't know i go back and forth on his playmaking and uh and his vision and how good he can be there i've had this conversation with keith i think i i have more belief there yeah i think he can grow into he's never going to be like you know, uh, Luca kind of passer or Halli, you know, even like yeah, Halliburton sort of like manipulated. Like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's gonna be. No, uh, Brunson is also more of a scoring guard, isn't he? He's not like a great <sighs> I mean, playmaker. I, I mean, I think he's a. I think he's a. Uh, Better. You know, I mean, I think Halliburton and like Luca, those guys are sort of in you know um, completely different status. Yeah, there. they are for sure. And but I think as far as like you're saying, hey, a good like. Or like Monty, Starting Monty point guard. Morris, right? Like obviously, like that guy's yeah. in a different uh, you know tier as well. But like in terms of like, hey, this guy is a good facilitator. Or you know, I'll I'll bring in a little more in house. Hey, what Skylar Mays was doing, right? Like I mean, um, in this handful of games and how he was able to facilitate. Um, you know, I mean, I think that's sort of the level that Brunson is on in terms of playmaker. Uh, yeah, uh, and I wouldn't expect that level out of Simons. That Simons is for sure, um, you know. Which I, I, I mean, I think, I think Skyler was, is the best playmaker we've had on the team in a long time. <laughs> it is so weird just seeing someone coming yeah. off the bench and sitting at the yes. stuff. Yeah, everyone in the Discord just went straight away. Oh, we need a backup point guard. Yeah, a hundred percent. All right, hey, this crazy scenario that will never happen. We trade the num- we get the number one pick and we trade it this crazy package for the 76ers rotation you know looks something like you know dame probably still shaden maybe melton um you know i don't i don't know where melton would fit into that mix either um uh yeah gosh what i mean <laughs> i still feel like that doesn't solve we still have a, a small forward problem yeah uh it still leaves all the problems remain the same well not all the problems the size problem is solved but that would be solved with mb2 yeah, I mean, but we just got know, a more sure thing yeah. so i mean yeah we we're fixed a lot of the defense with Embiid and with um with melton basically all the scoring punch that we lose we we kind of get back we'd get back with maxi exactly. um you know as a like I said, kind of that super sixth man. It'd still be, yeah, it would really be, like, how do we solve this, you know, small four problem? And maybe that's a whole other rabbit hole. If we like, you know, oh, at that point, do we like try to do the, 
let's trade Shaden for Bridges kind of thing. I, I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go there. So we kind of laid out some things there and what that would look like. Uh, again, I said that would be the simplest one, and we probably talked about it for 30 minutes. Um, but let's let's go to, um, you know, hey, the idea if we get the, the third pick. If it's the third, it's definitely going out. It's just, it's a valuable pick right now in this draft, I guess. And I'm guessing you can get a ton back. This, the most obvious one, considering the Bridges stuff going around is third plus Anthony for Bridges and... Oof. It'd be great if you can get Claxon back. I don't think Nets are going to give that. I don't either. Uh, do you think Cam? So where in the Claxton Cam DFS Royce O'Neill spectrum will that get us? Let's just call it a spectrum. I mean, I think the most likely Cam? there. I think the most likely is DFS, just because if yeah. they're going that if they're going that route, um, you know, he's older. Um, yeah. And that he would he would make less sense for that team, um, right? I mean, yeah, there's there's such an an enigma to me. Wow, that's a tough word. Um, yeah, with with you know, I mean, obviously they they're probably just looking at Simmons as a sunk cost, with maybe like an outside hope that he returns to something, um, and you know they have this this dearth of like a wings you know with well i don't even i'd have to pull up the roster now but yeah i mean with bridges with dfs with um royce, royce yeah, and you. um there's i think there's one or two that i'm not even remembering here but but yeah i mean so it's you know what what route do they want to go because they have guys sort of all over the spectrum as well in terms of age um so i don't like that's a little it's a little tough to know it's a little I'm, i've been a little curious on other than us just being, just hoping that <laughs> they want to trade bridges, like why? Why would they? Yeah. Um, that's that's a okay. Just as an aside, I've called Anthony and Anthony and Simons instead of Simons till now. Uh, it's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, it is what yep, it is. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Keith. So, anyway, yep. he's, uh, he's gonna ink you so many times. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, regarding the Bridges conversation, I find it fascinating that everyone keeps thinking that he's up in the trade block. I just don't see it unless, unless they think, but I think they already seen that he can't be a one, right? It's, it is pretty obvious, like watching at least whatever of the 76ers game, like series and he's not going to be a primary scorer. If they think the only way to get one is by is with him. That's the only way you see. I see him being available, and for that to be the case, the only ways I see. I don't. I don't think they're gonna do it, Panther. Like as much as we all love him, I don't think that's even a possibility. There's got to be like pick two or three. Or if do you think there's any chance they consider Shaden as that guy? Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be like Shaden plus something else, right? I don't know. I mean, well, it needs to just for money, but. Um, uh, oh, you don't think like it will need a pick on top? Like he'll have that kind of value? 
because like we are thinking like for example big 3 plus and 24 bridges plus dfs so using just you know say nerd plus shaden would get you close to bridges maybe like the 23rd pick i think it absolutely could yeah i mean it's it's okay. it, you know i <laughs> It, it all depends on a couple of things. I think number one, like how wh- how do the Nets see themselves and what road would they want to go down? Um, and then mm-hmm. how much of the Kool-Aid are they drinking on Jaden? Um, yeah, you know, yeah exactly. it, it's hard. I mean, I try to be, you know, going down all these roads, I try to be a, as objective as I can. I, I feel, um, I don't know how objective I am about Jaden. of all of our players. Same here. You know, I That's why I tried to tamp it down just because I think I'm so we have watched all of his minutes mm-hmm. and some of the stuff he's done yeah. and we never had anyone here who does yeah. it. Like we don't see people just go up and you know put back something of the rim just like bring it down just wind it up and throw it down. Things, like try yeah, to the things he does on offense. Like yeah. at 19 you know there's just a lot of learning of high level basketball that he's doing i'll be i'll be honest i did not see him as like being able to even pass it, like considering the first few games and then the last few when he was actually making those passes yeah yeah it was just like weird at this one i don't know if you remember but he drove into the paint just like went up hung in the air for like i don't know a couple of mm-hmm. seconds i guess and then just kicked it out of the corner I forgot which game it was. It's just like yeah, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's there yet with passing. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. I yeah. think that yep. he showed maybe a little bit towards the end of the year, but I think like what he was showing more consistently and more frequently to me was that the, the way that he cuts, and those those cuts right. were just so often so smart and just like like I think <laughs> in a way like he might have actually been the best playmaker on the team with those off-ball cuts. His shooting percentages were dragged down just by the pull-up numbers. Mm-hmm. His catch and shoot numbers are insane. Yeah. At least the last time I checked. The only reason why his numbers were like in the mid to low 30s was because he was taking some dumb pull-ups and some of it was just like he'll catch it, he'll wait for the defender to get to him, he'll just pump fake, side step or like take a step and then step back mm-hmm. and shoot and miss. <laughs> I mean obviously Bridges is a more accomplished player at this point like just with his right. obviously like being able to score how he did and also play the level of defense that he does like that's a that's a that's a whole other exactly. thing Exactly but yeah um again the Nets sort of being in this place that they're in like I could see it just sort of being hey Bridges for Shaden and we'll figure out the money um I yeah. could I could see that They might be selling high Yeah they could be selling high and maybe buying you know semi low on shaving right I, mean, i i could see them selling themselves on that um i mean that i think the tricky part about that again for the nets is they don't own their picks so there's less incentive for them to right. do that i would make that a little bit more palatable i think it's like okay we're going to get this guy we're going to be bad again next year we'll have our high pick this is our path to growth the other side of it is like they can't be bad so they can't don't have access to that kind of a talent right they can't like have a top 5 pick so if you want someone like shaden the only way to get it is by trade i feel like for this level of pick i only had crazy things <laughs> you know we feel like crazy <laughs> wait wait my my other two things are one i feel like that dream just is getting crushed by the day by the heat uh-huh. bam 
Bam is one of my favorite players for the Blazers. Just the size, the switchability, the passing. I feel like he's probably the best big. We talked about how Dame is like great scoring. Like imagine having someone like that who can just set him up. Right. Too. Right. Uh, the other one is Brown. Jalen Brown right. and. Those are my threes. Let me see how much well, spacing you I, get. So, I, so for, I didn't have Brown. I had Bam, but just here's what we would do to get him. Um, as, of, as the conversation we just had and saying this, I'm like, there's no way I would do this. <laughs> but in the moment, it felt like, <laughs> oh, this is probably what it would take to get Bam. So I had uh, I had Nurk, Sharp, plus the pick for, for Bam. Nurk, Sharp, and pick three? Yeah. Oh, you think it, he'll cost more than Bridges? Kinda. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think he might. That's an interesting one. Huh. I kind of thought the other way. I was like, so what I had was pick three plus Anthony for Bam plus probably the Martin Twin, whichever one they have, or Jovic, if, you know. Yeah, that's, I mean, maybe, right? I mean, I, I think that that gets into what we've but, talked about before is that that's creating another problem for them in the the Simon's hero thing. That's where... Yeah, they like yeah. to flip one of them. Yeah. Yeah, so this was... I mean, this is one I definitely put in the classification of like, we're going all in for Dame. And forgetting the future yeah. a little bit, we're trying to win next year, basically. Uh, and so, yeah, so then that was the Nurk Sharp, the third pick for Bam. That's part one. Part two would be... Simons, us up to as many picks as we need to for bridges. So then, so then it looks like I mean, so then basically your, I mean your, your core at that point um, is Dame, Bridges, uh, Grant, and Bam. Right. Yeah. What do you think about that core? Again. I mean, is that? Do you feel like okay? Hey, this is. I mean, this was one of like the outside of getting the number one, and, 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 this and, is the best and here we're still talking. We get the two or the three, but like this was probably the one that I came up with. You know, where I was like, I feel like this is the best we could do. Like really, yep. like in terms of I had best team next year. These moves, right? I think that's that's it. Agreed. Like I again, but do you? I just don't see. So the Bridges one was Anthony plus Future Big, right? Uh, that's not happening, right? I mean, like, just because, like, what we discussed with Bridges was the only way they do it is if they can get a guy who'll be, you know, the franchise guy for them, and they're not getting it back. They already have like the Phoenix Suns Future Bigs. They already have a couple of the, the Mavs Bigs. They already have the Seventy Sixers Bigs. That I'm guessing they're not looking to add more picks i mean they could always like repackage it to get something else but why how why does it make sense for the nets let me put it that way um i, I mean i think there i mean <laughs> here would be the sell i don't know if i buy it but the sell i think is like there yeah. is some amount of just kind of what we were saying about simon's being in the lead role right with nets having all these other wings already they kind of need maybe bridges is that guy where he can be the primary scorer I don't know that I buy that he can be the primary scorer on a really good team. Um, you know, 
I think he probably caps out at a two. Um, and really, you probably his best role probably is a three offensively on a good, really good team, like you know, contending level team. Uh, yeah. And where uh, still think there's plenty of Scott, you know, there's plenty of ceiling left, not you know, offensively and scoring wise for for Simons. I think that could be the sell of like, hey, we add this guy into our team with the existing players you know we have these wings we have some good defense already they have claxon they have dfs they, i mean they have the other uh you know like I said royce and all those guys yeah you add simon's in again uh, yeah they have cam but yeah look what cam was doing in that on that team right like that you know 40 how many yeah. times in a row this is like simon's is simon's is a better scorer than cam <laughs> and so, uh, I, I mean, I really believe that. I, I don't know. I, 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 I agree. Like, but I, again, if I was, okay, let me put it this way. If I was in the Nets, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> if, if, like, I ultimately, do I think Brooklyn does it? Like, I, I don't know. Probably, like, I lean the side of no. Um, it would just be, again, how do they see themselves? How do they see Simons? Do they want, do they want more picks? They're in this very weird spot, right? I mean, and understandably so. Like, just yeah, transition that team has gone gone over in the last do 18 months. Right? Do you <laughs> think there's a better chance of this the other way around? Like, the 3 plus Anthony for Bridges and Sharp plus the Future Picks plus Nurk plus whatever, throw it in for Bam. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I mean, I think like, hey, basically, if you're thinking like all those assets going out, you know, whichever way they're going, you think all of that can net you bridges and bam. I think it's plausible. Yeah. Right? Okay. I think it is. That yeah. that makes sense. Like for that level of assets, that's kind of what you expect for return. So the other question is like, okay, what does that get you to? That's, that should be a top three team, right? In the West, easily. Dame Bridges, Grant, Bam, and Nas, <laughs> or whoever. Uh, I, I mean, I could buy that. I could buy. I could buy it. Wait, Nas and not Jabari oh, well, coming I from mean, you? Yeah, okay. I just that would be what I would hope, but <laughs> I would hope Jabari. <laughs> but uh, uh, okay. Chauncey doesn't see what I see. We're at least in the conversation for like a ring chaser type of a guy who yeah. we're or at least we're in the more of the conversation for a guy that we wouldn't be otherwise. Yeah, the the reason I brought it up is like at that point there's no ups, extra upside there, right? You have sold out or I mean any hope for unseen upside is gone at that point. We know exactly who the, they have. The, I think the only so it is what the it only is asterisk there is kind of what we we're talking about a little bit with bridges. I think there's I think there's still yeah. some at least potential upside there in him being in a bigger offensive yeah. role. So if that doesn't get us to like, for example, top three at the very worst. I think the only reason you do this is if you just really put yourself in that mindset of we're gonna do the best we can and forget about the future. We're gonna do the best we can to get be a contender next year. I think that like that sequence of moves is the best I can find. <laughs> that that seemed, you know, that seemed anywhere in the realm of possibility, right? To where it's like, hey, these trades seem possible in the right circumstance. I could see, you know, the Heat and the Nets wanting to do this. How much of a drop off there? Is it if it's OG instead of Bridges? The reason I ask is like again, we we kind of brought up this right. You're probably getting the same, at least similar level of defense. 
Agreed? Yes. I that's 100% I agree. And, yeah. yeah, and probably better like rebounding and some physicality to offset Jeremy's whatever rebounding weakness you'd Yeah, I mean, I think OG is a... I, 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 think, I think OG is a, is a... I don't know if I'd say a level above, but I think he's decently above Bridges. Yeah. Defense. He is more versatile, basically. He doesn't... He's not going to get pushed around by Luca, for example. Then, okay, but I'm guessing Bridges is like a couple of times above OG, at least what he's shown in for the Nets. Would you take that trade-off if that means you're selling out the current, but you're not selling out like three future picks? If I'm going down that because road... Because I, I was fine. Yeah, might as well go all the I'm way. If I'm going down that road, at that point, what's, you know, especially it's like I'm trading Sharp, I'm trading Simons, I don't know. Like, there's a little bit of, like, what's the difference between, like, trading everything I'm trading, but then also trading these three other picks? Well, that would mean ending up in the net situation where you can't <laughs> yeah, get back. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a little... <laughs> the difference there is, like, you're getting 75% of the games, you know, with OG. Yeah, with OG. that's the big yeah. elephant in the room. I mean, yeah. Well, if you're going to say Mikel is going to play 15 to 25... Yeah, All 18 to 15 to 25 games more than OG. So I mean, what's the value there? Especially if you're just kind of getting down to that nitpick of like, okay, we're doing all this rest, but we could save the picks if we went OG instead. If that is the cost difference, then like I'm I'm buying bridges a lot more than I'm buying OG. You know, we chatted about this one a little bit um as well. And this there's still a lot more that would have to go along with this. But yeah, the Simons plus that third pick uh for marketing, you know, it the thing that you brought up when I when I mentioned that was the playmaking on this team. I mean, and that is a very fair concern. Uh, the playmaking is... <laughs> they, they shall be no passing. passing. None at all. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think adding... I mean, you, you add that rebounding, you add that level of scoring, still have really good shooting. So for so it's Grant, Market, and Nurk is the front court. How do you feel about that front court? Honestly, not great. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like we'd be back to trying to outscore teams, and I think I had enough of that. Yeah, I don't, I mean, there, there was something to it where I was just like, okay, just talent and size. Just, you know, hey, yeah. let's throw it, you know, we're just trying to improve the roster for something that's plausible. I think could improve the team. There was a millisecond in the beginning of the season when both Anthony and Markinen were going off, and I thought that, hey, what if we just switch these two? For example, we got Markinen, they got Anthony, but now obviously, you know, that's not happening. <laughs> no. But do you think, I mean, I guess even just going, you know, to this spot, do you think that the Jazz think they do that? Simons plus three? They'd probably yeah. do that. It's Ainge. It's Ainge. I mean, that, that's I, the I, thing that I kept I, coming back to. So I'm just like, it's Ainge. So it's probably going to take Simon's the three and three other picks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know what? I feel like Simon's in three is kind of a place for yeah. marketing. He's a one-way player at the end of the day. Like, all the other players we were discussing here are good offensive players for two-way players, right? Agree? And Laurie, I mean, he had a great year, but um, so also, are we, are we buying? I'm high? not sure. I fully buy in yet. Yeah, yeah. we are buying extremely yeah. high on that. And this, I know this shouldn't matter. It really shouldn't. But 
it's in the back of my head. The pick the Cavs used to get mm. Markkinen was our pick <laughs> we gave to Cavs for Nets. Yeah, it's just I can't. I can't. Well, okay, uh, my last, we'll, and we'll jump off of this one um, unless you have more. But uh, my last one would, is actually using the pick, uh, which you know, with mm-hmm. keeping Dame seems the least likely, but. No, I, I think it's just worth going down this road because I think what Cronin has shown us is like, here's what he in, intends to do. He intends to be aggressive and try to make these trades. But if the trade doesn't make sense, he's not going to make it. So, um, right. you know, if he doesn't believe that he should be giving up all, you know, three picks, um, Simons for Bridges, as an example, he thinks that's too much value. You know, I... I mean, I could see, I could see these trades just not happening. Any of these big trades for some of those reasons. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I still think it's very possible that, like, hey, if we get whatever pick we get, we could still end up taking it. Um, and right. so if it's two or three, you know, my, I'm still, I'm still on Brandon Miller. I'm still buying into it. Um, yeah. Even at two, I'm taking him over Scoot. Especially for the, especially oh, for this right. team, the draft Brandon Miller. He's a really good shooter, great size. Uh, I believe in his playmaking. Um, and then I think just keep riding that Simons for OG train. Uh, he's going to beat that one into the ground. So I think that Simons plus the twenty third pick for OG, and then so you're rolling out Dame Shaden, uh, OG Grant. Um, and you and you have Miller. I mean, that's your top six, right? So if you have the so Dame, Shaden, OG, Grant, I, I think that would probably I think that would probably be at that point. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm like trying to talk myself into Miller being the starter. For me, it's like three or four different cases. Like, if Dame is there and Miller is on the board, you take Miller either ways. If Dame is gone and Miller is off. Sorry, uh, and scored us off. It's between Miller and Thompson. I think I lead towards Thompson mm. in that case. I'm probably I'm, higher on yeah, Amen than yeah, most I'm, people. Pick three plus Nurk, would you do for Siakam? Plus additional salary, mm. obviously. For example, pick three Nurk and for me, would you do it for Siakam? And I don't know. If you throw in one more like salary, can you get it like Siakam and OG for that combination? Probably not, but if you add like 23, like okay. stack on, whatever. Okay, let's just start with this. Value of pick three plus Um, I mean, <laughs> probably yes, probably yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you're go- yeah going going down the yeah. um, yeah, I just need to recalibrate my brain. You threw me off a little bit there. Uh, the yeah, going down the hey, we're chasing titles with Dane. I think that that from the Blazers perspective is a no-brainer. What about from a Raptors perspective? Is it too late? Are they going to ask for more, do you think? But because three is yeah. it's a big three. Is he, I think, if I remember correctly, I think I think this is his last, last year. year. Yeah, so that would be... Yeah, it is. I'm just yeah, thinking. That's, that's yes, the... I think on both sides, right? I think that's the sticking point on... Well, I guess I'll back up and say, yeah. for that reason, it's not a no-brainer um, on the Blazer side. You know, if you had some sort of a wink wink deal going into it, which I'm sure you would making a trade that right that, like that. Yeah. 
um, been okay, but would be hard to get to the salary though. It's thirty-seven. Yeah, yeah that's tough. Thirty-eight almost. <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, I mean, you really. I mean, at that point, yeah, it is. You have to construct. Yeah, uh, or what is the third pick? Uh, it, the third pick itself comes up to like eight thousand. So Nurk and that should get to like twenty-four. I think you can still get there. Like throw in Nas, and you're almost there. Yeah, I. I mean, yeah. I mean, I. I think you really. Can you sell them on a? I. I have gone yeah. looking at him in so many trades. Like there's some. I mean, I buy it because like the guy has been an All NBA player. Um, you know, he's a good playmaker. You know, he. He's a. Tra- Yes, that yeah. is the part interests me. Terrible shooter. <laughs> um, uh, so that's, yes, that's a tough one. You know, uh, okay, bit of a rant, but like, we should be fine with three good shooters. Like Knicks are playing today. I don't know, Brunson is not a great three-point shooter. Like he's okay. He, they're playing like Brunson, Hard, Rand, like Rand, not Rand. Like I saw him playing Brunson, RJ, Hard. Mitchell Robinson and someone else. In the players. Yeah, here's the thing: they're <laughs> fine. We can, we can yeah, get that in the future. Like they're a fun, they're a scrappy team. I like watching them play. I like their brand of basketball. It's I think it has a lot to do with Brunson and Hart specifically. I just like how those guys play. Yeah, yeah. But what what are their odds of being real contender? Yeah, I You know what's funny is I, I totally forgot about this. It was just because I have everything up on a spreadsheet here. And um, m- moving on to the, sort of the, the, the last tier here, if we got the, the seventh pick. Yeah. My first thing on there was Simon's plus seven for Siakam. <laughs> Mine too. My seven my plus eight. Yeah, I mean, I that feels right to me. Like, I, I, I think. Yeah. That, yeah, that feels more right than whatever. That's yeah. That feels that makes yeah, a little more sense, especially if you can pawn off the yeah. contract with it. All right, so then, you know, our our closing five at that point, assuming you know no, no other big moves, and again, if you're not putting shade, then there there wouldn't be. Um, you know, so then our our top five is Dame, Shaden, Grant, Siakam, Nurk. And you know, if if again we're filtering it all through this, trying we're trying to have this contender. It's like in a vacuum, right? I think you make that trade if you're trying to be a really good team. You make that trade. You make the Simons plus the pick for Siakam. Yeah, I mean Simon plus seven is more. It's mostly a no-brainer, right? At that point for this team, if it's looking to be good next year, it's just you're not get going. I mean, I can't imagine. Do you see? But yeah, we'll get to the draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I. Wait, sorry. I think that knee jerk. That that is my knee jerk reaction as well. Then I look at that. I look at that closing lineup, and I'm like, yeah. huh. You just need yeah, one like more shooter. Additional playmaking. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. I don't know. There's definitely just something about me where it's just like I like him. I think <laughs> I like him a lot more on paper than I do like as a player. Like watching him. It's hard to fit in. I think a good problem to have oftentimes is is uh, and a problem I wish we had is to have too much playmaking on a team. <laughs> so guys, yeah, they're really good yeah, at the ball yeah. in their hands, and I don't <laughs> think you can ever have too many of those. But uh, so on that side, I like that for Toronto. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I think at the end of it, like, it is such a bad shooting team. Adding somebody like Simons into that mix, from that perspective, just makes so much sense. The spacing yep. and the shooting that that guy's going to provide. I keep, I feel like I keep coming back to Simons, like just different variations of Simons to Toronto trades for that reason. And also the, also the, they need the shooting. And then I, I'm guessing that Van Fleet is gone. I'm guessing he leaves. Yeah. And so, um, I think those two reasons, like, I think that's the kind of guy that they probably should be looking for. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, again, who knows the direction they want to go in. Yeah, and that, like, honestly, that was the only, that was the only move I had <laughs> for seven was that one. Uh, did you have anything yeah. else? Oh, I have a portfolio of not <laughs> useful stuff. <laughs> Well, what I had was seven plus Anthony plus Nerd equal to Cam plus Claxton mm. plus whatever. Boy, wow. Okay. Uh, well, that, that's a whole can of worms. I'd have to stew on that. But like, uh, you're adding in, because then I'm like, well, that's a that's a huge bet. That's a huge bet on Cam in developing offensively. And yeah, Claxton. Yeah. But what I had was Campbell's Claxton. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, I think you kind of know what you're getting in Claxton. Uh, there's probably still some upside there offensively, yeah. maybe. But, like, you know what you're getting from him defensively. I think um, Cam getting into... He's been better than I thought. I was looking at his rebounding numbers extra. I always assumed that he was pretty bad yeah. because he's more like a shooting guard. Playing for, well, at least a part of him more as a shooting guard. But again, I'm not advocating for it. This, yeah. the, this yeah. is the only thing I could find. Like, find me something better. Yeah, there was I have. I mean, yeah, I was just... And the other one was obviously like seven plus Nurk and get Allen. Mm-hmm. Sorry, get Allen. The idea there was like the Cavs would need Cavs need to fill their small forward position. They could use the seventh pick. Their core is young enough that they could probably make it work. Um, and this is. This is the only way they can probably do it because yeah, I can things. see the, I can see them biting that's, on that, and that's probably for an sure. upgrade right. center for us. That would mean go out with Anthony and try to get sure. a small forward from somewhere. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, I think that would be one. Yeah, that would be one good potential move if you could do. I mean, so who's the salary there? So if you're saying seven, like so for Allen, so is it is it Nurk plus seven? Seven plus Nurk. Yeah, no. Yeah, not plus seven. And I'm get okay. Let's just theoretically say Anthony plus the twenty third OG. So if you're doing those two moves, so then it's um, Dame, Shaden, OG, Grant, Jared Allen. All right. So yeah. look at that. This this is a thing. Like, so I think everything you said yeah. there is totally like realistic uh, on both sides. I could see both sides making. Um, Making those moves, and I could buy the reasons why. That's your end product. How are you feeling about Dame, Shaden, OG, Grant, Jared Allen? Well, if Shaden <laughs> takes a jump, I can yeah. talk myself yeah. into. <laughs> uh-huh. You know what? You know maybe we are not giving Jared Allen as much credit as he should get. Like he was in the conversation for all stuff this year. Okay, and and probably like he's. He's kind of stifled a little bit playing with another big too. Just as a rim running, like 
screen setting big, mm-hmm. he'd probably be freed up a little bit more. He's great switching out. I like Jared Allen. I do. He looked terrible today. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't have anything else in this space. I mean, I know that I, I kind of went back and forth on a, on a handful of things, but just nothing I really, I don't know, nothing I really loved. Um, yeah. The only one open I had was what did you give up for Draymond if that is mm. in the cards? What would it cost? What would it cost? I mean, I... Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, hearing all the conversation, maybe I feel uh, it's a, diff- a different thing, but similar to how it is for Bridges for me, where it's just like, is this, where's this coming from? Like, is this just hope that this person is available versus yeah. like any, any... Yeah, but I, I... Okay. In his case, I don't see him back at uh, the Warriors, just the money. Just looking at the... Because Pool's contract has not kicked in yet. Yeah. And it's 30 million next year. And... It just doesn't work. Like the math I mean, doesn't match. Yeah, I don't know. Warriors print money down there. I don't know if they're signing and trading him. Right? I don't see any scenario where they just let him walk. Oh no! I mean, it's got to be. I mean, it's got to be a sign and trade. There's no capability. There's nobody behind him unless you're gonna like sell yourself on Kaminga. And no, they're so far over the the gap. There's no no way they can even dream of replacing him. So if if it is some type of a sign and trade. Like I think those a window of like a sign and trade that would make sense for for the Warriors, like if they're gonna say like okay we're gonna make the sign and trade with the intention of still being a contender again next year. What's that player they're looking for, right? So it's like if we're they're not gonna trade like <laughs> they're not gonna do any of these trades, right? It's not gonna be it's not gonna be Nurk and the seven for Draymond. They're not doing they're not doing that. That's, yeah, yeah so that'd be bad. I think it's just there's a very like there's a very fine like, very narrow path them wanting to make that move I think I don't see it either I just don't see how it's possible I was just very curious about what people's perceived yeah. value for Draymond Green is like I don't I, I still don't see him on the Warriors just like it doesn't make <laughs> compute in my head maybe I'm just like overthinking this because like I'm just like looking at the salary. It's like yeah. over two hundred. Oh yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, yeah, I mean, insane. but there's also, I mean, I think <laughs> there's certain players that are worth um, more to their team, you know, than they are than they are to the market. Yeah, that right? so for in different in different ways, it's just yeah. like you know we think about the Warriors training staff, right? So it's like, could you imagine like any like even for Giannis, no. right? Like. Because of what war, what Steph means to the Warriors, like there's just nothing that they would trade him for. Yeah. Even if it would say you'd say like this other thing is more valuable. Yeah. Um. You know, I'd I'd argue that maybe Blazers have a little bit of that in Dame, but I'll save that. I'll save that for another day. So okay, if anybody is still listening to this podcast, I'm sure Keith is going to trim it down, so it's not going to be nearly as long as we actually did. But one of the things that just hey, one of the avenues was just let's walk down like not trying to be reactionary or anything, just saying like, all right, what what are some like plausible Dame trade options, and then what does that look like? What does our team look like after that? I feel like at this point, I just kind of I keep coming back to the Knicks as the most likely spot. The the real assets would be quickly uh, Toppin, Grimes, and probably three firsts. 
Um, it would take Fournier and Rose for salary matching, but those guys would just, you know, would probably cut Rose and um, Fournier, I think, has two years. Um, but that was, those were kind of necessary guys if you weren't putting in R.J. Barrett just in the spot of like, uh, I don't love him. So I, I, did, I wasn't one, I was... I was saying like let's go let's try to lean to the side of other assets, um, but I could definitely see like all right toss out Fournier and Rose and just add in Barrett. Uh, at that point, I don't know if the Knicks do it. That's a lot. What do you think about that team after? And like, is that something that you would even like consider if you're in charge? You're getting back quickly, Top and Grimes. Let's just say three first. That seems less right. I mean, okay. The way I was thinking was I need one guy who's good, like really good. And maybe like I'm lower on quickly than others. Mm-hmm. Well, Grimes is pretty good. I'm I'm a really hard time with the Knicks guys because in my mind, a lot of them are like rotation players, but they're like way better mm-hmm. than rotation players. Does that make sense? Grimes is a good example, right? When he came into the league or like in the... No one is thinking of him as, you know, the show of a starter, but here well, we are. I mean, quickly was, uh, well, I think was he second in six man, uh, six man of the year voting. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, he's a decent player. And he's still young. Only weird thing is like, I was looking for some more size on the way back because like, I'm guessing then we are staying with Anthony and then... I'd want, hopefully, a little bit more size back. I'd buy Brunson a little bit more as, like, a um, a better playmaker. But also, like, he also has some, you know, the experience, like, with Luka. So there's, there's already that sort of built in of being able to, like, be really good and be, you know, be the number two or playing off of this, you know, this sort of lead guy. I could see them pushing in to make that move, especially if it's like not coming in at the cost of like any of their core outside of quickly. It's not your ideal package. Do you think it's a fair package? Do you think it's something that both sides would be interested in saying yes to? Well, just based on what the recent other trades have been, I think throwing like one more pick, four picks, and they have plenty of those. So I'm guessing that's not a sticking point there, especially if it's. It depends which yeah. picks also, right? There are some do. really funny they picks. Do have some weird ones. The thing is, like this, there is not a whole lot of places which make sense, which have things which we would we could really use. Which is why I, even if we are rebuilding, if Dame is by any chance okay with it, I'd rather just roll the dice with him there, mm-hmm. because like it just doesn't make like you've seen with this, right? What's the best case scenario on what you're getting back? To? You could like repackage the picks, but I feel like the value of having Dame long term is better, yep. but that's that's a completely different conversation on team building. The only other thing I want to say, like on this line, of the Dame trade thing, I think part of it, a big part of it for me, at this point, and I, I heard somebody else mention this the other day. It's on some other pod. Like one of the, one of the reasons why you you do a Dame trade is because you buy in buy in the shade. You say like. You know, we're handing you the keys to the car, kid. Like you are our guy now, and let him go and grow and be in that and be in that lead spot. 
and see what you have there. Because like I said, like we've kind of gone back and forth. I think there's there's a little bit of like the sky's the limit and we don't really know. Like, no, is this an MVP caliber guy? Like maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna say there's no there's no chance of that. Like Simon's no shot. <laughs> Simon's is not an MVP caliber player. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, be. yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's that's where I'm at with him. Where he's like, yeah, the, like the athleticism that I've seen from him, like, yeah, the shot, the shot making, the scoring, like, the how he's how he has grown in just this first season, and still how young he is, like. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how good that guy can be. The, so the part which like impressed me the most, like over the last race, was the fact that he was choosing to go up, like. Yeah, he was basically like every game he's going after the rim protector. Like yeah, the sure. bigger the name, the better was his like right. motto by the head. And he was going against Kessler and he was making an effort mm-hmm. to just like mm-hmm. bite a dunk on him. Which is like so much different from the laid back sure. demeanor we got from the beginning, right? Same thing. He's going after Rudy. He's like yeah. actually going after Rudy. Which is like fascinating to me because like we all I don't know, at least I the impression I got was like, hey, laid back kid, and there are people like asking questions mm-hmm. about like, hey, killer instinct or whatever. And then <laughs> this is guy just like, oh, yeah. this is the best rim product in the NBA. I'm just gonna go try yeah. it. And it was not just once, he's like actually oh, yeah. trying to get yeah. them, which is fascinating to me. I mean, I think that's probably like, especially maybe anybody listening, I think that's the, maybe that's the sell, right? Or maybe that's the like, hey, if we get to that place of like, it really looks like we are going to trade Dame, and like that's that's really heating up. It's you know obviously what we get back is important, and like that's a big part big part of it for sure. But like saying like okay, part of that is saying this is Shaden's team, right? And we're going we're going in that direction. I think I think yeah. I don't know as as far as just like a day to day like going to a, a, a game next season like. That's exciting. That's wanting me to like watch the games, like just to continue to see what Shaden is doing. Yeah. I don't know how many people like I would be excited to watch the games. I don't know how many based on the noise we heard towards the back end of the season. I don't know how many people. Yeah, I mean I I have a whole rant on that. (laughs) Wait, so quick question, like you think Knicks are more likely than the Nets? The Nets. I I Yeah. I don't like the packages that we could get from from the Nets. I mean, I think it's more. I think it's more likely from this, from Portland side. I think there's a much clearer motivation for New York, especially now. Hey, after winning this first playoff series, yeah. going into the offseason, I think they they're really looking at themselves like, hey, we're a good team. We had Dame, now we're a great team. I've been doing this now for two years, trying to find the what's the. What's the damn trade spot? Like, and there's just so few. There's so few. It's one of those things. It seems like he actually wants to be here, but the thing is, like, I don't see a path to being a contender unless I think if you can get the one, two, or three this year, he he stays for a while. I I think if you get one, he'd want to stay with maybe assuming you know. When we show something during the first year, it's two or three. They're gonna trade trade the pick for something pretty awesome, and then he'll. I think he'll stay. Yeah, we should have prefaced the whole conversation by like kind of saying what we have been talking about. Like for anything to happen, it requires yeah. us to have the goods, right. another team willing to make the trade, 
the right place we need so even if we drew up these fancy scenarios like what are the percentage chances that any of it happens by the way everyone's going crazy because they posted something uh oh great yeah something with yeah like that's that's gonna be awesome <laughs> you know we're acting as if we are cronin and so it's just like we're trying to be aggressive and do these things now if we're yeah. stepping back and saying like what do we expect to happen uh what, what do we expect cronin and the blazers to do here like let's say like yeah i don't know that they would make be as aggressive with some of these trades and some of these ideas i don't know that he's going to like mortgage the whole future to make some of these you know some of these dreams come true yeah, yeah. say like hey he's going to aggressively try to trade the number two pick if we get it but if he can't find the right value i don't i, I just that's what cronin has shown me so far like if he's not going to get the thing that he believes in he's not going to trade that pick so while he tries like i would still Right. I still believe that, like, we can I mean, still end up picking, I, you know, wait, any 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 right. pick that we get. By the way, I really hope that's the case. Not the fact that we keep the pick, but if the price, if if, if the other teams yeah. feel that we are up against the corner and just like, oh, you know, third for OG, like that's bullshit. Like, I hope we don't go down that route. Like, I hope we have a line we draw somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if it is still, if it is still something like what was, you know. <laughs> If there was any reality to like, let's just say the OG or like Siakam stuff, where it was just like, oh yeah, hey, it's gonna take like four picks for OG, and that's and that's that's what it is. Let's just say, like, I don't think the Cronin should do that, and I don't think that he will. So, if, if those yeah. are the proposals yeah. on the okay. table, and then it just leads to like, okay, we want to be aggressive, we want to do these things, but not that's we're not gonna pay that price. This doesn't make sense. So I think there's plenty of scenarios like that that still lead to us taking two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you know, pick, whatever pick we get. I still think there's a lot of roads end, end with us still taking the draft pick. Yeah, I mean, the, the overarching point there is like the limited opportunities and a bunch of things need to come together for any of this to go through. T leaves and I'm reading is like, Hope I'm reading them right. <laughs> it's like we're aggressive. That's plan A. Be aggressive. Yeah. Try to build a contender around Dame. That doesn't happen. We're we're rebuilding basically. And yeah, not trying not trying to play in the it, middle and make these marginal upgrades. <laughs> okay, well we can uh, we can wrap it up there. Um, yeah, I. Keith, I'm sure you're going to trim this three hours down to about 45 minutes because all the, all there, I mean, I hope so. There's a lot of plus. So I don't know, everybody, this <laughs> might have been one of one. We'll see. Uh, I don't know if, if Keith is going to let me back on this channel um, after all this conversation, but no, hopefully, I mean, our, our, um, our intent and our goal is to, to at least do one more of these to, to go a little bit more in depth on some, some draft stuff. Again, when that gets a little bit more tangible. Uh, so at some point after the draft lottery, uh, we're going to do that might be a little closer to the draft. Um, and then, you know, again, possibly, you know, we might do one more kind of right after the draft to debrief on that, talk about free agency and sort of just more team building stuff. Um, and that's the idea. Uh, but uh, again, we'll see what uh, what Captain Keith says on, uh, on doing any more here. So I appreciate uh, everybody listening in. It was fun to get to do this and kind of hijack the boat uh, for, for a few hours here. Uh, Deepak, thanks for, thanks for joining me on this ride. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. 
All right, guys. See yeah. ya. All right. We made it all the way through. Huge thanks to BMAC and Deepak both for doing this. Really appreciate you guys wanting to come on and have your own discussion here. And I may not agree with all the takes, but that's okay. That's part of being a fan is that we were able to share our differing opinions, discuss them, disagree, tease, discuss a bit more, and all move forward together as one Rip City. I'm sure Chris and I will respond to some of these takes as well as discuss some of the playoff happenings that we've been experiencing on our little break here. But for now, in closing, your honorable listeners, that's it. That's our show. Thank you to Mac Deuce. Thank you to Deepak. And thank you, Odar, for these fat beats. And thank you, all of you listeners, for a great listening as always. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your Rip City basketball, and our latest episode. Thank you again. And please come and join the fun on the Trailcasters Discord all summer. And we will talk to you on the next episode.